Hello and welcome to the Still Unsponsored Podcast. Hi. Episode, I think we're on 25 or something like that. Cool. Nice. So uh, we're just going to go right into it tonight. Even though there is some interesting things in the news, we're totally going to ignore that. Yeah. Uh, the topic for tonight is something that we've both, you know, and I'm saying tonight, like it's tonight and our listener is probably listening to this during the day, you know, I don't know. Bro, they're not going anywhere. It's night, day, <laughs> evening. doesn't matter. Out there in internet land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, the topic for tonight is uh, finding your conversion hole. So Plug the hole. Plug the hole. Uh, if you've been around online marketing for long enough, uh, like four days, uh, you will ultimately encounter the situation where things are not performing as they were. There's a blue pill for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's called Still Unsponsored Podcast. Still still Unsponsored Podcast. It'll get you right back in action. Yep. Uh, <laughs> All night, baby. <laughs> All right. And you're bouncing on the damn chair, which is really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, obviously we've done this a lot. Uh, it is not uncommon for, you know, just the wind to blow the wrong direction and all of a sudden a campaign takes a shit, uh, you know, but when you're working with a big scaled out, you know, marketing mix, it could be a trick to find. So, uh, I figured we'd start on the acquisition side and then move into the conversion side, which is how I like to do it anyway. Kind of thinking about it from the customer's perspective. Full funnel. Yeah, exactly. You could start with your branding, but what are you gonna measure? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So, if you don't jump in, whenever. But I'm ready. What you should have to start with is you should have a dashboard that shows all of your channels and their performance on a daily basis, and then rolled up by weekly and monthly, so that you should be able to should be able to look at when the inflection point is and see which channel took a shit. Okay. It's never that easy. Well, you're, you're going pretty, pretty macro, but yeah. Okay. What do you think? Uh, so to start out simply, yeah. Ignore the channels. Okay. Just find out what your funnel is. Oh, right? so you're zooming way out. I'm zooming way you're, out. You're like, I just walked in because this person hired me. Yep. Okay what's the funnel look like right so step one step two step three <laughs> what does that look like then sure start drilling down into per channel per channel but what is what does your conversion rate look like like on the whole what do you get in the door every day how many people hit your site app how many people convert and make you money right so either way i think we're saying the same thing which is like you need to break it up into chunks yes like chunks that you can examine individually yes and frequently it'll be more than one yeah like kind of interplaying but you, you need to kind of break it down so again i like to start on the on the acquisition side and look at the acquisition channels those you know those channels that are sending traffic to your site and so, you know, look at PPC, look at display, look at social, look at, you know, whatever, and see what stopped, what stopped performing and see if you can just find an offender right, right then and there. And if you find the offender, then you can go deal with it. But I guess maybe we should talk about like, what are some fingerprints that you could look for just right off the bat? 
So like if conversion across all of your channels goes down, what's that seem like? <laughs> it's pretty simple. Is it though? It's all down. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> something's busted in your cart. Something's, something's messed up. Yeah. 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 But if it's like just one channel that takes a shit, just that channel. It's just that channel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So <laughs> how's this going, Chris? It's going great. Great. <laughs> I'm glad I have such an awesome co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What else you got? I think it's going great. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So there's a lot of different ways you can go about it, right? So to me, the first step one is figure out what your funnel looks like. Yeah. Right. So you should, and then to your point, you should be able to sit there and look and say, cool, let's bubble this up weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, if you really want. So ideally you should see it coming, not be looking in retrospect going, uh, what happened a month yeah, ago? Yeah, but that's not reality. That's true. I mean, every, every platform you have has data delays, processing, huge time, the whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's not realistic. Um, the exception would be if you have a significant amount of volume. So if you are used to processing 200 orders an hour, 100 orders an hour, you have some sort of historical understanding of what the hell is coming in every day. Mm-hmm. But for most people, that's not the, that's not the case. Right. So it's, it's retrospective. It's usually daily. Um, although, actually, no, let me take that back. We're actually anal retentive looking at things daily is my impression that I get. A lot of agencies, for example, probably a lot of our listeners who work for agencies will actually look at things on a week-to-week or month-to-month basis. Well, I think there's merit to that, right? Because I've kind of come around to that as well. I I think that you're looking at something different on a daily basis. You're looking... It's tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not... Like, you, we, can, we can break this down. Strategy versus tactics. Tactics, it's like, what are, what is going on right then and there? What buttons are you going to push today like strategy is this much bigger picture sure so if you're assessing like and and i think the what you and i are kind of uh insinuating is that mistakes that have been made in the past is reassessing your strategy on a daily basis yes right you don't want to be doing that no you know because it's also going to make your data horrendous as you're whipsawing or you know whiplashing it around yeah uh, so Whip yeah, song would have also worked in that context. Okay, e- either way, you got it. All right, so yeah. we'll consult the dictionary and you got it. don't worry. Yeah, all right, <laughs> vocabulary accepted. Yeah, you're fine. Excellent. Um, right. So yeah, if you're if you're well, okay. So if you're hunting for the conversion leak, then usually you're looking at a period on period. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So you've broken outside of your your normal metrics, and you're you're kind of like you got some bands. Right. So part of this is part of this is just experience, quite honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I know that Mondays on this day I'm gonna roughly convert this many users. And on Tuesdays it's gonna look like this, and on the weekends it's gonna do this. And yep. that part of that is knowledge, part of it's just feel, part of it's just experience, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what's gonna come out at the end of the day. And so for me, part of it, you know, you can look and say you can build a spreadsheet, but there's gonna be so many so much variance in there that it's hard to tell something just feels off there's just you get that that you get feel that, that spidey sense that something is just something's not right <laughs> and i don't i don't know how to explain it i don't i don't know you can build again bands and do all your pivot charts and do well do okay i know I, I i think i'm 
I think I do know how to explain it. It's when you see things in the data that you can't explain. It is like one of the tip-offs for me, right? So when you see things moving that shouldn't be moving, like, you know, a lot of times we push a lever down, like we increase spend, and so we expect to see volume increase, Mm -hmm. you know, and you expect to see your conversion rate hold steady, you know, or you, you know, you take action, and this is the experience part part of it, right? Because when you're the new guy, you're the total new guy straight out of college or wherever, and you're doing a campaign for the first time, you have no idea, right? But after you've been doing this a while, you know, you look at a campaign and you're like, okay, I'm going to open up a new audience, right? And so I expect my visits to go up, but I don't know what's going to happen with my conversion rate, Yep. right? So, and all these metrics are kind of in your head and it's, it's for me, it's that this data is an outlier for whatever reason, Yeah. you know, and I guess the other thing that I've picked up over the years is I used to look at data that was going up unexpectedly and go, Hey, <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> uh, but now those annoy me almost as much as the ones that are going down. Yeah. Right. Because if I can't explain it, I can't explain it. If right. you can't explain it, you can't control it. Right. Yeah. True. Yes. Part of it, though, is the spidey senses, though, too. Like, I know that a direct intent PPC campaigns could perform one way versus a indirect intent on native. I know that those metrics should not look the same. If I see a native ad converting at the same as my brand search, I know there's a problem. <laughs> something's not right there. Right. Or if they both plummet, I also know something's not right there. Right. It's that spidey sense a little bit of knowing how the rough band. I keep going back to this rough bands concept. Like you should know, roughly speaking, a direct intent search versus indirect search. You should know social versus take your device type. Like I know desktops perform this way on mobile. Like there's just there's there's a spider. Uh, there's a there's a sense to it. Okay, so after you, after you have that sense and you're mm-hmm. looking at it and you're looking at your weekly review or whatever and you go okay this isn't right yeah then what okay so this is where i can nerd out up to the yin okay let's do it all right i write some sequel baby (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) no in all seriousness though so um what i really love is being able to extrapolate data out and then do pivot tables and start doing analysis that way so like for me when i look at google analytics it's it's that vanity metric kind of mindset. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's got some good stuff in there, but when you can get behind the scenes and start looking at the data behind it, so when you start extrapolating stuff on a big query or on your back end, hopefully you're keeping track of stuff outside of GA. So you know where the channels are coming in from on your this, this back end. This podcast is starting out as like how to find your conversion leak, and it's turning into a a dissertation on data governance. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't don't, don't worry about it, everyone. It's all the same. My point is though is like look at your data, but actually really start looking at your data. I will go down to transaction level. So how often have you found a problem by looking in? one of the interfaces versus being in a spreadsheet, whether that be Google Sheets or Excel? That's a weird question. That I, I don't know how to answer that question, to be honest with you. It, it just, very quickly, again, this is just part of the experience, is very quickly, I know something's wrong, I know how to poke at that data and get the insights I need out of it. 
I think the the answer I was looking for there. <laughs> Damn it, I failed. <laughs> yeah, was that you know when when you feel like something's going south, you start opening up spreadsheets. Yeah, and you start dumping data into yeah. spreadsheets yeah. so that you can do pivot tables. Sure. You know, it, or yes and no. So yes, um, yes, because even so, take example of PPC, right? So your your good old Google Ads interface. Uh, the first thing I do is I go up to the reports button and start building out a table and hit download. A flat file. A flat file. Right. And then start having fun inside Sheets or Excel. Right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I would I would agree with that assessment. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately, you're not going to... If you pull up something inside the interface, you're probably not going to find it. But when you sit there and go through line by line and start graphing that out in a pivot table or something else or pivot chart, you're like, oh... Hey, this looks interesting. Right. And the and I guess the point there is that you have so much more flexibility to join and compare data in a spreadsheet or a database or what whatever like mechanism you're doing kind of on your desktop than you do being confined to the interface. Yeah. Whatever that is. Sure. Yeah. You know, and invariably you're gonna have to compare your various channels, right? You're gonna have to compare your what's going on with SEO and affiliate and PPC all at the same time. And so that's not one interface anyway. Yeah. Yep. There's a really cool tool out there. So if you got a little extra cash to spend super metrics, they, funny you mentioned that they have gotten really good. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to clue me in here because I spent all day playing with super metrics and data studio, not because I was encountering errors, or problems, but because I was trying to set up the reporting so that we wouldn't have them. Yeah. Uh, so tell me your sales pitch for Supermetrics. Uh, if you're a competent marketer, you should be able to use Supermetrics to get the data you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you up to snuff, Chris? No. <laughs> well, I don't know if you should be long on this podcast. Uh, well, you'll get the new co-host. <laughs> next. Uh, yeah, that tool's gotten really good. They've added a lot of different uh, partners and plugins and interfaces. It's like the grown-up Zapier. Yeah, yeah. It's for marketers. It's, I mean, through and through, it's for marketers. Um, but yeah, I've, they've expanded their product suite pr- pretty nicely. They've also mm-hmm. increased their pricing pretty nicely. <laughs> good um, for them. It's it's the way it goes. You get in early, it's cheap, and then they decide, oh, there's an enterprise market out here, and. The same thing happened with a lot of other tools I've used. Um, but anyway, Supermetrics is definitely a uh, really, again, still unsponsored, uh, but that is a really cool, cool piece of software. Yep. Yeah. So literally today, I was using Supermetrics to pull data out of an AdWords account and into uh, a Google Data Studio and using Supermetrics to pull data out of a Facebook account and into Google yeah. Data Studio. So then I could create all of the dashboards and, you know, pivot tables all yeah. kind of together in one place yeah. and not have to rely on, you know, an individual waking up in the morning and updating their spreadsheet. Right. Which is good. That's worth 300 bucks a month or 200 bucks a month, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So here's a question I get quite often. Chris, what's a normal conversion rate? Oh, that's an interesting question. What is a normal conversion rate? There's no normal conversion rate. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's highly dependent. There's no normal conversion rate. It's normal for you. 
Right. Yeah. So this comes back to experience, right? So um, think of my transition into business to business. Um, there were things that I saw from my B2C experience where I was like, wow, that is way outside what we can, would consider normal. And that is way under what we would consider normal, right? So you can see those bands. Um, the other thing would be expanding into other geographies. Like when, when I expanded in Japan, those people loved click, but yeah. hate to convert. Yeah. So my generic search terms were click-through rating at the same rate as my brand terms, which is like, that shouldn't happen. Uh, click-through rating at the same same rate as my brand terms in the United States. Yeah. Right. But they were just zero conversions. Yeah. Right. Fun little marketing tip. Yeah. If you're ever running a new Facebook account, target India plus the US. Watch what happens. What happens? You get a ton of engagements. <laughs> is, is this like, is this like one of those tricks where you uh, bid on someone else's brand just to pump the quality score in your own account? No comment. No comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, exactly. Um, you just, again, it's it's going back to that spidey sense. So tactically speaking, how do you fix a leaky conversion funnel? Step one, what looks off? Is it what step of the process? It, so is it is it acquisition or is it website? Sure. Right. Sure, yes. And then drill down. Drill down. So what step looks weird if it's the whole entire thing you have a website issue if it's the whole thing you have a payment processing issue if it's the whole thing you have a user creation issue if it's the whole thing you have some weird situation with the server not responding to users the way you want them to like again i'm amazed at how many no matter what company i've been to who i've consulted for what i've done the marketing team and the web ops team for some reason, there always seems to be this, uh, it's not that important situation between the two of them of, oh, the wedge flows down for a couple hours. What? <laughs> no matter where you go. Or, oh, we can't take orders for three hours. Yeah, we'll get to it after lunch. Huh? Like, always make sure your website's performing the way it should. The ways you can do that, there's many different ways. Uh, there's a ton of tools out there. You can just ping your site with like ping them or something. Gets a little more advanced beyond there. You can actually do like real user monitoring. There is, um, oh, what's that cool tool that's out there? Shoot. Pingdom. Well, there's Pingdom, and then there's also a whole bunch of like uh, really deep analysis tools out there. They'll actually like synthesize and understand, like, they'll actually log into your database server and check things out. Um, a little pro tip that I have, again, going back to the Supermetrics example. Google Analytics and AdWords and all those things have a couple hour delay. Even if you're on premium, right. they still have a couple hour delay. So what I do is I've actually gotten export out from the database system of all registrations and I have that thing update. And so I have a pivot chart that shows me day on day and week on week what's happening on the fly. So very quickly, to your point earlier, can you get ahead of it? I can see like if Google Analytics shows me zero sales, but then the database is showing me 20 sales. Okay, something is Something's good there, right? Like there's there's something coming. You're, into you're the diagnosing you're diagnosing your tools. You're you're like yeah. not even you know you're that's like the next step. <laughs> sure, sure. I've gone beyond the basics here. We've we've, we've stepped up. We've, right. we've leveled up. Well, that that reminds me of the of the you know if, if we're talking, we we were we were 
just disparaging ourselves for watching day on day data. But now we're saying like, hey, you should watch it minute to minute because if you haven't got a transaction in X number of seconds, then... Again, it's the volume game, right? Yeah. So if you're used to one or two sales a day, that's not going to help you. Right. If you're used to 10, 20, 30 sales an hour, it'll help you. Well, okay. So, and then here's the other question. Who can actually use this, this advice? Because if you're getting one or two sales a day, like to get a critical mass of data, you're... You're talking about like you shouldn't. Yeah, that's that's not gonna help. Like, sorry, guys, get bigger. Well, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, there's a lot of different industries, right? So maybe I hate to micro conversions. Micro conversions, right? Okay. So it depends on your funnel. So maybe yep. the way we're thinking of funnel, perhaps, could be like I have a user and I convert them to a customer. For a lot of folks, the conversion might actually be an email capture. True. Or something that we have started to think about and say, okay, from prospecting perspective, what about engagement on the site? Right. So I guess this, this the way that I like to organize a lot of things is I, I call it from like from the customer's perspective. So whether I'm organizing my org chart or I'm organizing my dashboard that I look at in the morning, it's usually like starts with the really top of funnel stuff and ends at the point where I get the credit card because that's usually where most marketing people and it goes through call yeah exactly and it goes <laughs> that's the net sales yes net sales yes. <laughs> right yes. but that gross to net sales is a slightly different game outside the band of what we're talking about here <laughs> so you know again i like to start with that that acquisition portion of it and then assuming they get to this what the website then i start looking at what are those individual pieces okay did they land on a home page did they land on the landing page did they like take the first step in the conversion funnel yeah. like what is that first step to your point you know is that an email capture is that a webinar sign up is that a you know is that just step one in the reg flow where we collect their address before we figure out how much shipping is going to cost right right and then you measure each step so if something if something flips or takes a step change, yeah. then you know something changed. And that's yep. really what you're looking for is that change that you did not intend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a good thought there. That's a first. <laughs> this one's going to require some heavy editing. So, uh, again, to our fun five listeners that are probably out there uh there's you don't have to use ga either so this is the other yeah. thing you don't have to use analytics for this stuff yeah um you can start getting good feel like hotjar again another tool that has again amazed me at what they've started to do really uh they have you can start building custom funnels in there and then watch the heat maps that are associated with it um if you are a smaller company you can still get mixed panel for free as long as you put a little badge in the footer uh, mix panel is really cool because you can actually tag up the site so when people click on a text box or a button those all count as events so you can start measuring those types of things you're not stuck to ga uh you're not so there's there's a lot of cool tools out there that can actually take this measurement piece to the next level where you're not looking at just a page view you're actually looking at the engagement on the form the engagement on the funnel all the way through i kind of feel like I kind of feel like people in our position come off disparaging Google Analytics as like the old incumbent tool no. or not necessary. But I feel like no. the real the real way to read that is it's the starting point. I disagree. Okay. So I think a lot of people disparage Google Analytics because frankly, it's not set up correctly. A lot of people put the tag up on the site and get say, my job's done here. Done. 
you know, you quite honestly, do yourself a favor, carve out a few thousand dollars, go get a professional analyst tag person to go set up your site. Yep. Get custom dimensions. Start looking at your site a little bit differently. When you start when you have the correct data as from a marketing point of view, if you have the right data coming in and you know that data is pretty consistent, GA is a really powerful tool because again it connects to BigQuery. We can start pulling out all the cool stuff from mm-hmm. it. I to me GA is still one of those powerful tools from a, a marketer's point of view. But if you're looking at my bounce rate, give me a break. If you're looking right. at Oh, well, today I had so-and-so people come on this landing page and they made the path through here. Well, you used the term earlier, vanity metrics. Vanity metrics. Give me a break. No. But when you start adding the custom dimensions in there, when you start creating custom segments, when you start identifying and creating custom channel groupings for those users, you understand where they're coming from. The GA is a very powerful tool for free. So uh, here, here's another maybe tip for Google Analytics, and this is kind of what you're talking about. Uh, you know, and I'll probably incriminate our listener uh, by saying this, but her one listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, the we implemented uh, in a past life something called a prospecting filter, and basically it's super simple, or at least it starts out super simple, where you cut out everyone that's visiting your login page. Right. So the idea is that you're only looking at shoppers yep. and that alone, that segment alone reduces the number of noise or the amount of noise yeah. that's happening in yeah. those reports because it stops the people that are just bouncing around or the people that like hit the login page, you know, but then decided to like do a little bit of shopping. Like, yeah, it's great to look at those people and there's probably a, a point to looking at those people. But, you know, if you're trying to find the conversion whole you know for us like you know SaaS people yeah. like those are usually not the people and it's a really simple to, like filter to put in place and it's gonna make finding these problems a lot easier yeah that's a good point filters and views are your best friend on google analytics right yeah right 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 again go spend a few thousand dollars get a consultant in there have them create this stuff tell them what your business problems are have them translate that into a specific tagging scheme, a specific uh, from UL parameters perspective, like get beyond the UTM parameters, like you can do tracking templates and whatnot. Make sure they're verifying that a sale is a sale is a sale. Okay, let me ask you, well, okay. <laughs> Whole other thing, like e-commerce tracking. Like if you if you think that Google Analytics, just the clickstream tracking is complicated, the e-commerce tr- side of it yeah. is even more complicated. Yeah. Um, when should a company engage one of those consultants? At what point in its in its life? Do you spend money on the internet? Yes. Yes. Okay. At what point? Like I'm spending $10,000 on AdWords. Yes. Okay. Just bite the bullet right then and there and do How it. How do you know what's working or not and truly understand it? How many meetings have you and I been in where we don't trust the data? No. Oh. I mean, a lot. <laughs> right? So imagine if that question was gone. You said, okay, this is the data. So, oh, okay. But is, uh, I, I guess, when we're not trusting the data, is that is the not trusting it usually coming from Google Analytics not being there? Or, because I usually feel like no Google Analytics implementation is perfect. Okay, so to to clarify, to back up a little bit, I agree with you. 
people should definitely hire a consultant. It's sort of like Salesforce. Don't try and implement that yourself. Right? Right. Hire just, someone that knows what they're someone, doing. Just do it. Right. Yeah. But for the sake of discussion, uh, <laughs> assuming you've done that already, uh, but it's been a few years, right? I feel like if you've been in the business, you understand what the strengths and weaknesses are of your Google Analytics implementation. Sure. You kind of, you should hopefully, you know, after a couple of months even, understand where the landmines are. So sure. when we don't trust the data, it usually is again that, that like we're seeing things in the data that we can't explain. Like the reg flow is doing something that we can't explain. We're putting inputs in, but our outputs are flapping. Yeah. Right. And so then we're hunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we're hunting through, you know, we're, we're beating down DevOps's door trying to figure out like, Hey guys, are you sure the server's staying up? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't disagree. What was your point? Uh, the point was that that usually as the online marketer, you understand what the strengths and weaknesses of your own Google Analytics situation are at. <laughs> and, you know, when you were saying that you don't trust your, your data, that usually Google Analytics is not the source of that distrust. True. Yeah. Yeah. So we still think you should hire a consultant? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're what we're saying here to to round this out. What we're saying is, you should hire a consultant, but you're still still not going to be a hundred percent there. Hundred percent. Yeah. So the promised land. Hundred percent. Eighty percent of the time. <laughs> the promised land's a lie. <laughs> the promised land. The lie. the panacea of data is not going to happen. Okay. So, real talk. Some flagging. I'm finally we glad we got the real talk. The real talk. So flagging features, issues you have to think about, right? So yeah. again, GA is not the end-all, be-all. You know, a lot of ad blockers, I hate to bring this up, they will just flat-out block all GTM, uh, Google Tag Manager, or GA, or anything where Google in it, gone. Yep. So to you, that user is invisible. Yes. So you have to figure out other ways to actually understand what's happening. So you're going to find missing sales. Uh, the cross-user stuff is actually a huge deal that Google Analytics has not figured out because word to Google, not everyone uses a Chrome browser. What? I know. So case in point, I this was I don't know why this dawned on me. We're running some Facebook traffic, right? Mm. And my system I we don't we use GA but we also use something else. It never recognizes sales from Facebook. Facebook Pixel would say, hey guys, I got a sale. Hey guys, I got a sale gross numbers line up perfectly makes sense tags are firing looks good right i cannot for the life of me figure out what's happening between the facebook and google analytics other systems whatnot it didn't dawn on me facebook has its own freaking app user like its own browser inside the app so if someone sees the ad inside facebook it's actually a facebook browser the user oh they're on their mobile device bingo yeah will not register anywhere else the comment is a direct or unattributed, essentially, at that point. Because the Facebook browser, all the tagging has been removed, period. Yeah. Facebook click ID, questionable at best. Yep. 
and there's no cross user. So no matter where they came from, it's just essentially a phantom user that converted. So I okay, but this is okay. This is another illustrative point of how long is this one? Because we get we get going here all night. I I feel like we're warming up though. Like we're warming up to start ranting. Ah! I got another one for you, which is. I've realized, you know, I've realized over the last, you know, two years that there's a large generational gap between types of marketers. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with age. It just has to do with how much online marketing they've done. Yeah. Because if you are a true online marketer, you are not one of those David Ogilvy like, let's do the market research and write the perfect piece of copy and then put it out in the world. You're much more of the, like, I'm going to write 10 different versions of this and then run the ads and see what the analytics comes back and fail fast. Yeah. Right. You, and you are much more nerdy and analytical. Conjoint study. <laughs> right. Then you are <laughs> doing that stuff. Well, I mean, those guys, you could say it were analyticals, but, uh, or analysts, <laughs> um, analytical, analytical therapists, uh, analytical therapists. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Um, half a listener will get that joke um so yeah you know and and it's it's hard to take someone that you know thinks that they're going to write the perfect headline and bring them into the online world where they've got to be thinking about things like you know facebook's in-app browser on an iphone versus an android and what that's going to do to your you know hot jar tracking yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. in a GDPR country, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's not a level of of granularity that that the sort of old school again, not age, because I've met some really awesome older online marketers. Um, but yeah, okay, but well, that rant could be over now. That was one hell of a side tangent rant. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I got triggered there and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how are we helping our listeners find the leaky bucket hole in the bucket? Uh, yeah. Tactically speaking. Tactically speaking. So, okay. Step one, you know, you should have a dashboard report that you look at in the morning. Yeah? Again, depends on who the listener is. If they're working at an agency. They probably have a weekly report. Weekly report. And then you look at that weekly report and you look at things you can't explain. Correct. Right? And channel versus websites, a big question. Exactly. Is it across the board or is it one specific channel? Right. And then you kind of do that mental heuristic that's like, okay, did the inputs match the outputs? You know, is the channel doing channels doing what I expect them to do? Is the website doing what I what I'm expecting it to do? And then you drill down. Yep. And then you look at it either channel by channel or step by step. And that's how you break it down. That's how you break it down. That's how you break it Tools down. Tools to do it. GA. Yep. Hot jar. Yep. If you got the money, click tail. That's an old one, but a good one still. Uh, heap analytics, very expensive. Mix panel, less expensive. I like running running urchin. <laughs> you would, you UTM bastard. And stats. <laughs> AW stats. <laughs> yeah, AW stats. You know, that's why UTM exists, right? Yeah, yeah sure. 
<laughs> Zach's rolling his eyes and face palming. He's rolling his eyes and face palming. That's what the UTM is <laughs> Wait, from. Yeah, he is finally from... stopped bouncing on the damn that's stool. The... <laughs> that's what UTM is from. It's from Urchin. Uh, okay. UTM parameters. Yes, yeah, I, I, from... I, I understand. I was around in 2007. <laughs> that was like 2000, but sure. Whatever, yeah, okay. Man. Whatever, man. Yeah. That's when Google... Wasn't it 2007 that Google actually bought him? No. It was way before then. No. All right. It was like the same year Double Click. Yeah. By the overture, sorry, overture, overture, not overture. By the yeah. way, <laughs> those guys, those guys had no idea what they they gave up, did they? <laughs> well, another yeah, side. I, I mean, I mean, did the YouTube guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second, they, second largest search engine in the world now. They got a couple billion out of that one, though. Yeah, they'll they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Yep. Uh, okay, so in terms of your marketing toolbox, again, I uh, I have a love-hate relationship with excel Mm -hmm. google sheets is just there if your organization doesn't support it excel's fine but don't be afraid to get all that big data out export it out of somewhere yeah supermetrics has been covered really cool tool yeah Uh, start playing with that connecting with that it's got even in the basic plans it's got it's got uh, adwords and facebook and bing and tabula tabula might be the more premium one it's got a whole bunch of connectors though so you're good to go there um don't be but, afraid to dig into the data and start getting a feel for it that's i guess the overall th- theme i would say is get a feel for your data right well, like, so here's here's another thing this isn't for the like the well hopefully this isn't for our listener but you know i used to say that you know basic basic interview questions even for an entry-level person were like okay do you know how to use pivot tables prove it you know you know how to do a vlookup prove it index match prove it you know like i don't know index match oh you don't no. Well, I wouldn't hire you. <laughs> I wouldn't want to work for you. That's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you like you got to be comfortable with the data manipulation, yeah. and also, you know, I don't know. Three years ago, four years ago, Google and, or Google Sheets, the pivot tables weren't quite there yet. You still would want to fall back on Excel if you yeah. really had something heavy you wanted to do. Yeah. Now it's pretty damn good. False. No? Pivot charts. Oh. Still. Way beyond what Google Sheets can do. Okay. Pivot chart. Pivot chart. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. In in Excel. Yeah. Right. Well, it's running locally, right? It doesn't have to go hit the server and all that sure. kind of stuff. And there's a there's a record count. See, this is this is where you find out where the real nerds are. Anyone that can tell you where the record count cutoff is like first of all they've been there done that they've hit the wall uh but yeah and then you go put a new sql database and query it (laughs) there's like i haven't done that before there's like the the mind expanding meme you you're not really on the internet zach so i will have to show you this later but there's a there's like an x-ray of a skull and it kind of shows like a you know walnut brain and a normal size brain and then like a, a brain on lsd uh and you know usually the titles are ascending and so it would be like google sheets excel hilarious my, msql yeah msql my sql whatever fuck sql my sql yeah there sequel. we go sql postgres equal yeah no sql yeah yeah i'm running out of words sql we hit the daily quota you're such a sql yeah i got the freemium plan okay select everything for chris has a brain results are zero yeah yeah i got the corona stroke <laughs> All right, so we got a toolbox. We got kind of a plan of attack. Did we cover everything? This was a really messy 
Yeah, this was this was all over the place. This was just kind of us talking. This was sponsored by Crazy Indian Food and some wine. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, or one listener. <laughs> Beep boop. Sorry, robots. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's someone listening to this. Like I see him in the stats. Like you, you guys should email us. Hit us up on. Are social. they from Burlington, Massachusetts? Well, they're definitely United States. I haven't drilled down that far. I just, I just, you know what? I just looked at the dashboard and I was like, huh, someone listens to this. I have a feeling I know where one or two of these visitors are from. Yeah, you'll probably get an email on Monday morning going, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from one way or the other. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. All right. Well, uh... I don't feel like we serviced our customers in the best way. Yeah, they're getting what they're paying for. Yeah, but even for free, I wouldn't recommend this to a friend. This would be a net zero promoter. Which which of our episodes would you recommend? I don't know. At this point, I don't remember. The half last of them. one was kind of okay. I don't remember half of these now. I just show up and bounce on the chair. Yeah. Drink wine. Mm-hmm. So we we can we can cross tabulate the chairs where you've been bouncing versus the quality of the content and see if our <laughs> it's only been three episodes see if the content's getting better or not yeah yeah, I guess. yeah. so i don't know if it's big query worthy definitely not yeah are all we right. done here i think we're done here okay all right you know do the things okay bye okay bye